0: well i'll get into this
1: yeah what are we doing today what are we talking
0: um okay hello and welcome to circus stories the circus history podcast hi <laughs> i'm your host Callie b
1: and hello it's me mark <laughs>
0: and oh god i keep forgetting to write these my little stupid word descriptors but uh mm. we're bringing a a very hairy story from circus history.
1: <laughs> oh boy. A
0: great descriptor for this, yeah. But first I'll bring you our circus word of the day.
1: Yeah, what's our word?
0: I'll bring you our circus word of the day. So okay, so today is there's it's a two-parter kind of. Oh. The the origin of it is, okay. Today's word is dookie.
2: <laughs> now,
0: now, there's another offshoot of this that got my attention is why I chose Dookie was Dookie Run. So, and then I was like, Dookie Run?
1: Do, I mean, these are both poop. I know.
0: Like, Dookie <laughs> Run like-
1: just adds to the poop. <laughs> um, I
0: know, but it's not poop. It's so- it's, okay. You'll be shocked when you you find what it is. When I
1: guess perfectly?
0: Like, here's a sentence that was, was used in this description. Yeah,
1: please.
0: Uh... A cookhouse may say, I have to take a dookie run to the cookhouse. Like a a cook may say.
1: Oh, oh, well, until you say cookhouse. Uh,
0: It also sounds like poop. (laughs) Yeah, it was
1: like until you said to the cookhouse, I was like, oh, the chef says he has to go take a dookie run. Literally, that means he's going to run run and take a shit like it's perfect. But he's got to take a dookie run. I mean, to the
0: cookhouse.
1: Yeah, that. okay? so here's my guess for that. With that in mind, (laughs) Um, the chefs at the circus had to wear a very specific type of like rubber apron or something to like, (laughs) you just like keep them out. And because of that, it made it hard to run. And so a dookie run was a weird waddle you would do when you had to move really quickly, but you didn't have time to take the apron off. Oh, okay. All right. So that, so I'm imagining a man in a rubber apron running like, you know, like, like honestly, like he has to shit, but just okay. not necessarily to the bathroom.
0: Okay, so so the first word Dookie which is why which is why I, I first saw Dookie run and I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw <laughs> the word dookie. So dookie apparently, according to circus dot com, is a snack. What? Taken along on long trips. What?
1: Like trail mix? I guess. I guess so. A fucking jerky is a dookie run. So no, ter- jerky would be a dookie. So <laughs> a dookie run. Oh, is to go get it.
0: Yeah, right. So circushallofame.com says dookie run. This term became common usage for an unusually long distance. For instance... If the cookhouse was located just a few blocks away from the crowded regular showgrounds, the showhands called it a dookie run to the cookhouse because they have to go farther away to get food, I guess.
1: So it'd be a dookie run. So so now this is this is begging a very interesting and complex question, which is when did the term dookie mean caca, (laughs) you know, like when was dookie poop?
0: Maybe th- there's got to have to be something transpired. Well, yeah. Right? Where someone is like, oh, he must be taking a dookie yeah. run, but he has to actually go shit. Maybe. Maybe there was like a, ha- a something happened.
1: And then, Yeah. It's like, okay, so who do they know? Are they do they know that dookie is poo and they're trying <laughs> to be because it could be what you're saying. It could also be that they're trying to basically make guests uncomfortable <laughs> you know what i mean it's like that it's it's the same kind of thing of like when you would joke as a teenager of putting like blue gatorade in a windex bottle and drinking <laughs> right it's just like it's to freak other people out yeah yeah so
0: maybe so
1: or is that maybe what there's but but it, it, it's the thing with that is like if you don't say it in the right frame it's not going to make anyone think you're going to go eat dookie
0: or maybe like, the food is so bad they call it dookie they're like, this food sucks.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it was so bad that they're just like, I'm going to go grab some dookie.
0: I've been on a couple circus shows where they're like, the food is not great.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: I, I remember when I went to, uh, I won't say what circus it is, but when I first got there, they're like, I, I overheard. I mean, I was talking with some of the clowns, but they were like, the new cook sucks. Don't eat his food. It's not good. Like, they're just like, I mean, the cookhouse food usually sucks. (laughs) It's like,
1: just don't do it. Yeah,
0: but like, the cookhouse food usually sucks anyways, but like, it's not great right now. And I was like, got it. Uh, It just seems like historically, the cookhouse food is not good. Uh, My parents used to say that as well. They're just like, not great.
1: That's, I mean, that feels to me like the most logical, actual scenario. Like, the food is not good. The, the, The people who work there joke that it's dookie. And then- they just kind of colloquially start saying, oh, I'm going to go grab some Dookie. You want Dookie. anything? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. I say it's that or someone got the shits from the cookhouse and then they call it. Oh,
1: yeah. And then they
0: just call it Dookie Run. <laughs> Maybe. Dookie
1: Run. Someone had to do a Dookie Run. Exactly. And then afterwards it was so funny because Poop is very funny. Poop is very funny. That they decided to call it that every time.
0: Uh, so that's Dookie and Dookie Run. Fun. That's great.
1: That is uh, maybe the best uh, word that we've ever done. I, I love it. I love <laughs> it so much. It's very good. I'm gonna start saying that without context to people.
0: <laughs> oh, you just have like a Twizzler, and you're like, it's my Dookie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anytime you need to go to crafty, you're just like, all right, I'm gonna go do a Dookie run. Your Slim
0: Jim is your Dookie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess
1: everyone will just think you're going to take a shit though. Like it's so close to. It's, I mean, yeah. you know, like you can't you can't even fool people with it.
0: And then you have to go in the no 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 it's circus dookie it means snack
1: it means yeah I want a <laughs> and dookie be like, snack what? <laughs> and they're like I don't know I'm like listen to the app
0: <laughs> and they're like you're on crack <laughs>
1: uh, you're on
0: drugs um so uh for this episode I I really wanted to get this episode in before Halloween but I didn't but I did do that fun Houdini episode yeah
1: check out the Patreon baby It's pretty good
0: um. It's it's pretty spooky. He would have his wife would had seances on Halloween, every Halloween after he passed away.
1: Oh, Houdini.
0: Yeah, because he was like, spiritualism is bullshit. When on his deathbed. He was like, all right, wife, let's have a code so that when I die, if spiritualism is real, I'll come through.
1: Oh, I'll do the code. And like we can
0: really dispute spiritualism this way, like. Because probably, I probably won't come through.
1: <laughs> that's an interesting one. That, that's, that would be a fun one to do. Every, whenever someone dies, they say to their loved one. Okay, whichever one of us dies first. You, this is the code. And then the other person has to do the Ouija board. And if the code comes up.
0: They had like a code between them. And he was like, if it's this, it's me. And it's not someone faking it to be me. It was pretty interesting. It,
1: or you go to a psychic and you're like, Okay, psychic, ask them what the code is. Right, right. Because that's something that would be hard for them to bullshit. Yeah.
0: So every Halloween, she would have a seance at the top of like, I think the Roosevelt or Ambassador Hotel, she would like have a seance on Halloween because he died on Halloween.
2: Mm, And he
0: never never came through. And she was like, all right, fuck this. After 10 years, she was like, forget it.
1: (laughs) No, he's not. He doesn't want to talk to me. But
0: a lot of places- a lot of places do have seances for him every Halloween now.
1: So. That's a fun little tradition. Yeah. It's
0: interesting. I
1: wonder if anyone else knows the code. It'd be interesting if there was like a weird amount of bureaucracy in the afterlife and it would like take more than 10 years for him to actually reach out and come back. I her.
0: know. He's or like, maybe he died like on too
1: good of terms. You know what I mean? Maybe. They, they often say in movies that it's unfinished business that keeps you around.
0: I mean, Yeah. The way the way, the way he died is wild.
1: How did I mean I, I should just listen to that.
0: I mean, he had appendicitis and he
1: Did it blow up?
0: Well, yeah. He, I mean he had appendicitis and like he just didn't go to the doctor. The doctor's like, Your appendix is gonna burst and he was like
1: I'm mm-hmm. He's then, like, Not if I disappear first.
0: <laughs> like, Woo. Uh yeah, I have to send you the episode. It's pretty good. Um it's
1: pretty Please.
0: Fun. He's very interesting. He's an interesting guy anyhow I digress so any
1: any Houdini any
0: Houdini uh so I wanted to get this episode in time for Halloween but I didn't <laughs> so I just did that patreon episode
1: things happen life life finds a way
0: yeah but so um today we are gonna discuss the fame sideshow act the dog face boy
1: oh also known uh no wonder this is a hairy tale
0: mm-hmm so there's an act called the Dog Face Boy. That's probably what's most commonly known as. But there's also the Lion Face Man or the Wolf Man. Mm-hmm. These are all uh, sideshow performer, you know, names or you know, the loose names. But so I want to discuss um, a couple of gentlemen that are really well known for this act, you know, or just you know, sideshow performers, and then just the condition that this actually is, because it's known as Werewolf Syndrome. Having this condition of having hair all over your body. Oh, so it would have been great for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, but you know, life, uh, whatever.
1: Life, it's yeah, exactly. And you also did do a Halloween episode. It's just on the Patreon.
0: Also, I don't really want to vilify these people that have hair all over their body, but you know,
1: exactly. Which I was also like I, when you were first describing the the act, I was thinking maybe it was something that they like like costume almost. Uh, that they did.
0: No, so you can get an idea of exactly what I'm talking about before we start. I
1: think I know. I think I know the condition you're you're talking about. I'm
0: sure you've seen it. Um, it's called the hypertrichosis. It's
1: it's where hair literally will just grow on all surfaces of your body, so like your face and everything as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, and there's levels of hypertrichosis. I'm
1: sure that we'll get there. Um, but I'm wondering, like, does it have adverse health effects or is it just a like visual thing?
0: It can. Yeah. It's usually like it it is linked with having like teeth, uh, some like teeth issues. Um, I mean, for the most part, not so much, but like there's some, some teeth problems. Sometimes, you know, people will get, um, like tumors from it, but not, that's kind of rare.
1: Um, there's see the weird thing is uh, it it's odd to me that it would that teeth would be a an issue when it seems to be like the condition is that you grow more hair than you normally would
0: right. I think that there's a there's a, a genetic mutation in the chromosomes and you know it's been studied quite a bit. That's just an example of uh, that I sent you in the chat just so you get an idea. Yeah, I bet you already seem to know.
1: That that it, that was just what I was thinking,
0: but I'll get into all the you know for the science heads what it is. But um, so we're going to discuss that you know the dog face boy, but those that are born with hypertrichosis, basically that had performed in circus and uh, specifically two gentlemen. It's interesting. So there's people that are referred to as quote born freaks. As, a, as opposed to someone who's like a tattooed man or a woman who would be categorized as like a self-made freak. And obviously we don't like to use that term freakly on the show, but that terminology is like, you know.
1: It's from the time.
0: Yeah, it's from the time. It's outdated now and, and it's it's definitely demeaning, but it's a simplistic differentiator to say like, these person these people have made their body this way on their own versus this person has born this way.
1: Born with these conditions, yeah.
0: Correct. And it's interesting; those born with their exhibiting talents or what have you mm-hmm. were in an upper echelon of sideshow. Sure, as opposed to those that had had made themselves look a certain way.
1: And, and that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, it's like some anyone could choose to do things to their body to to, right. to fit into that environment. But the people who don't get to choose, it's like there there it should be a little bit more reverence for that. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, they didn't get to pick the life. They it was just this was the life and this is what they're doing with
0: it. And much more rare and mm-hmm. definitely all the things. So but those born with those conditions, causing them not to mesh with society or, you know, be considered normal were I guess it's are you are fortunate enough to make a living wage, I guess, in the eighteen hundreds, nineteen hundreds, despite society's closed-mindedness, but they also were just living a, a life of like uphill battle in tandem.
1: Yeah. It's interesting to like the the circus both like on one end you could be like, oh, they're making a spectacle of them. But on the other end, it's like, well, this is but at the same time, this is the only environment where they can be with people who are not going to be like, oh, what is that? You know what I mean? Like they're they can be treated like normal workers in that sense. So like,
0: that would be the hope, right?
1: Exactly. You know, I'm, and I'm sure that like, you know, some places are are nicer to them than others, but um, in theory, it's the only place of the era or time where they could work normally without like, you know, prejudice against them and everything like that. But I suppose at the end of the day, it does just matter like which circus and which group of people are at that circus, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, one hopes that like the actual circus, performers and you know circus family that they're with is accepting and kind but the people that are going to see them are ultimately going for curiosity's sake
1: yeah to oogle and oggle
0: yeah but the hope is that they i'm sure from the exhibitor standpoint Mm -hmm. the hope is that these people that are coming through to see the exhibition are leaving like with a different point of view than when they came hopefully yeah yeah that's the hope so the dog face boy or lion man or wolf boy however its build is a condition like i said where someone has hair all over their body some are born with this condition some have acquired this condition although in these gentlemen's cases they're born with it
1: is it something that can be that your body can develop
0: yeah you can acquire hypertrichosis um interesting I'll I'll discuss like the ways that it's acquired.
1: Sure, I'm probably I'm probably getting ahead. No,
0: I mean it makes sense.
1: The I mean science heads and me, we 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 we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get it. We just got to be patient.
0: Yeah, um, these two gentlemen that uh, I researched are very well known in circus history. Presenting this condition, so there's Jojo the Dog Face Boy, great name, who is uh Fyodor Jeff Jepht- 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 and he's Russian, and then Lionel the Lion Face Man.
1: Oh, he was born for it.
0: And his given name is Stephen Bobrowski.
1: Oh, it's okay. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when he told me his yeah. real name, I was like his his, Lionel. his actual name was Lionel. Wow.
0: <laughs> That's crazy.
1: I actually just watched a video on YouTube about how people's names and their faces will often somewhat match. Like they did a weird oh. it, Yeah, they did a weird experiment where there was a like computer generated face essentially, and there was four names and it said, "What do you think the name of this person is?" And normally on that, it should be, in theory, 25% of the time you're going to get it right because there's four options. So a random guess. But it was more like 40% of the time people would get it right.
0: Oh, interesting. Because you're like, they look like a so-and-so.
1: Exactly. So there is actual some level of science to the like, you look like a so-and-so. Interesting. and yeah, it was surprising. The video got really long, and I was only paying half attention at a certain point, so it, really, it lost me eventually. Fair, but fair. the concept was interesting, and I was like, damn, look at the Lionel, you know. Lionel, he, Lionel he proved that, your he, point. <laughs> the lion man, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, his name's Steven, so.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> damn it. There goes that theory.
0: <laughs> but, you know, yeah. but branding, so. um,
1: Exactly. So the
0: condition that these two gentlemen were born with is called hypertrichosis, hyper meaning excessive. Trichosis meaning great growth of hair. So you get this like excessive great growth of hair. (laughs) So it's like double duty cutie.
1: Extra, yeah. (laughs) Double duty cutie.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, so let's get into the science of this condition so we can understand it fully.
1: Science says okay, science heads now your moment.
0: Yes, get ready. So, according to healthline.com, um, I got a lot of information. I so funny. So I listened to the podcast. I research multiple avenues uh, when I do these.
1: Oh, but of course, only the best research here at Circus Stories
0: podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me,
0: <laughs> sure. But there's like a whole hypertrichosis podcast.
1: Really? You, there's a cast for everything these days.
0: This woman must have been in college or some shit. But it was like a four part series about hypertrichosis. I was like, very informative. Thank you so much.
1: And yet here, there it is. You know,
0: it's wild. I was like, fuck. Okay.
1: We're, we're in an era where pr- almost everything that could exist does. It's crazy. And what a time to be alive.
0: People say it all the time and they're right. Um, it's true. They are? So hypertrichosis is also known as werewolf syndrome. It's a condition characterized by excessive hair growth. Anywhere on the person's body, it can affect men and women alike. Um, it's extremely rare. The abnormal hair growth may cover the face Body or occur in small patches, depending on the type of hypertrichosis this person has. Um, It can appear at birth or it can develop over time. So,
1: so you could get a baby that was covered in hair.
0: Oh yeah, yes. These boys were born with hair. These gentlemen were born with hair all over their body. Damn. Yeah.
1: And this is, I mean, you may get to this, but here's here's a question for me and the science heads. Sure. How fast are we talking? Like in theory. If they wanted to, could they shave it every day and and not look like they have the condition or maybe just look like they have a lot of stubble?
0: Yeah, they probably would look like they have a lot of stubble. They could shave it every day, but they they would be shaving their whole body every day. It would take it so would be long. a lot. It would say. I mean, they could do it. That's,
1: but but the idea that it grows that fast, where you'd have to do it every day. You would have I mean, to truly, shave every day. Hyper duty cutie. Hyper hyper, hyper duty. Damn cutie. Yeah. Truly, like I mean, I my just facial hair. It like if I don't shave, if I shaved every or not. I guess I I, I usually let it go a little bit, but if I'm trying to think, like if it's a, a like roughly equivalent to like facial hair, it's mm-hmm. probably even more, it's mm-hmm. probably faster because literally hyper is in the name, right? Um, that's wild. I wonder if you could like watch it grow, you know what I mean? Like, if you could just stare at it, if it would grow that fast, like, and, and you could see movement.
0: I, I, be, I bet you they could go a couple days and then shave it, but it will grow. I mean, like, a woman's hair on their legs, like it, you know, mm-hmm. one could. Shave their legs every couple of days, right? So I feel like the thickness, depending on the hypertrichosis type that you have, yeah, you'd have to probably shave every two to three days.
1: Yeah, if you wanted to not look like you had it,
0: but you would have a stubble at the at the end of X every day. Yeah, it would be like your beard. So
1: oh yeah, and then the itchiness, the itchiness would be on uh, next level.
0: I'll get into it because you'll there's different types of hair.
1: Oh wow, okay. there's
0: different type, types of hair for. Each type, which is interesting. So there's congenital hypertrichosis. I always say this long. Uh langunosa Languinosa. Languinosa. <laughs> so this is the type that appears. It's a congenital hypertrichosis. So you're born with it. The hair is super fine, and it would be like a baby's born with super fine hair um, and super soft. So every baby or a fetus has this hair on their body in gestation but it's shed at eight months really yes what yeah but but you don't need it
1: so like me and you
0: so yes so during gestation it's sh- shed yes some babies are born with that hair still on them and then it will be shed a couple of weeks right
1: that's so wild I did not know that at all so we all had jackets before we came
0: out <laughs> right. But instead of disappearing during subsequent weeks, this type of hypertrichosis—the soft hair—continues to grow in various places on the baby's body, and Mm -hmm. will continue to grow forever.
1: Interesting. And I wonder if that's when it happens. You know, like it's at that point when the 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 body is changing, and it's just like it doesn't get the memo, like, "Hey, we use this for," you know. And honestly, I'm curious now. Why do we as babies in the womb need that? You know, it, is it because is it it's cold? Like what? why would, why do we need the hair? Maybe
0: so, yeah. Yeah,
1: the, And the, but then why get rid of it? I, I have a lot of questions for, you know, babies in the womb right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to ask them.
1: Calling all babies, write us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's congenital hypertrichosis terminalis, which is abnormal hair growth, it also begins at birth it's congenital it continues throughout the person's life but the hair is usually long and thick and covers the oh. face and body so the hair is thick um like a like a beard or chest hair that kind of that kind of coarseness of hair as opposed to the fine the lingu- linguinosa hair is like finer and thinner
1: that's more like your head hair
0: yeah exactly that's yeah,
1: interesting finer. because like the like i i'm for for the people who are listening and not watching this um i'm touching my mustache right now and i the mustache can can be kind of stiff like if i don't condition it sure and do things to it like put like you know like the mustache oil and stuff like that mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. um it can it can get like you know pretty tough and and so I, I suppose, like, I was kind of always assuming it was more like the hair on your head or on your arms. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that it would be more like your mustache or facial hair, like, that hair can be absolutely, like, pretty stiff, pretty, like, you know, resistant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which has got to be, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that would be more or less comfortable. Because it's not uncomfortable to have a mustache. It's like... Maybe for people who are hugging and kissing them, it's a little more let like one hair is 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 easier to manage than the other. Um, but that is interesting. It's it's interesting to think like that's interesting. I, I wonder like what the difference in quality of life you have between the two types of hair where this when this happens. Well,
0: I think I feel like the these guys may have compound. I don't know if you can't have both. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'm not sure if you it. can't have a compound of both. I'm not sure. Because when you look at them, it's like their hairs, di- it's, I mean, I guess it kind of looks soft. It's hard. It, it looks soft in the pictures, I guess. So maybe they just have the first one.
1: And when, for all we know, they've just been conditioning every day because this is their job. <laughs> it's you know,
0: possible. So uh, I was thinking about, because so the terminalis hair, the coarseness of that hair Happens with bearded ladies, and it's not a hypertrichosis that a bearded lady, quote unquote, bearded lady would have, but it's mm-hmm. a hirsutism, is what that condition is. Is hirsutism, which is terminalis hair on um, places that a, a woman wouldn't normally have it, like a chest or back or face, and so that's that condition.
1: Oh, I w- so are are these conditions at all related? Are uh, you know what they're I mean? similar? Mm-hmm. I think
0: it's still like a it's a congenital thing, Hertruism and like. A same thing where you're like you a lot of women would just shave it and it, there's like very like varying degrees of how severe I think depending but that one I think is more uh, hormone related as opposed to this one is like uh, a a ge- genetic mutation of your DNA when you know and that is why this happens and as far as congenitally
1: yeah that makes sense like yeah because I, I was thinking of them in the simplest sense of hair growing where it normally doesn't. But that makes sense that one might be more of a hormonal hormonal, hormonal thing uh, than the other.
0: So nevoid hypertrichosis is excessive hair growth of any kind that appears in a defined area. In a few cases, more than one patch of hair is present. So it'll be like patchy places. So it's confined to certain places, but it's not all over the body.
1: So you might have it on your shoulders and nowhere else.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Um. So, did I say hirsutism? Yeah, hirs, her hirs, whatever. I can't say it. But that's the form. It's a form of hypertrichosis limited to women. It's dark, thick hair growing in places where women normally wouldn't have it. Um, so there's acquired hypertrichosis. Unlike congenital hypertrichosis, it's an acquired form. It tends to develop later in life. There's two types of hair other than the Languino. It's there's vellus hair or terminal hair. The vellus hair is like the follicles of these are usually short and they may be located anywhere on your body other than like your soles, your feet, uh, anywhere that's like haired up that you don't have hair follicles, which is true for any hypertrichosis person. Hair will grow, but not on the palms of your hands or the soles of your feet or your like lips or anything where there's no hair follicles typically. But hypertrichosis that is acquired, there's several origins. Um, Some can be like random patches or some can be everywhere. But sometimes there's like skin conditions, malnutrition, diet or eating disorders like anorexia can cause it. Um, Certain cancers can cause it. Um, Certain drugs or medications can cause it. Certain steroids can cause it,
1: which steroids make sense
0: yeah steroids can cause it um
1: because you're stimulating growth of some sort the cancer thing is also kind of makes sense in that same vein because cancer is some form of growth Mm -hmm. um but the anorexia thing that's interesting that's the one that seems to not fit in in this kind of theme of something is causing overactive growth of a sort and it's you know getting into the hair thing so Yeah, you'd almost think that that like not have like without the proper nutrients, how how could this even be possible?
0: Right. I agree. Yeah. Also so temporary use of a plaster cast. So like if someone broke their arm or their leg and they had a plaster cast, which I don't know if they do that anymore. But like I remember when I broke my ankle and then I got my cast off. Like I have pins in my ankle. So I had a cast on for a long time. But I was like 13 and I probably barely shaved my legs. But when I got that thing off, I was like, whoa, my hair is real. My leg is really hairy. And I don't know why. I think that's. You think
1: it maybe would have been more than normal?
0: Yeah, well, because I was listening to this podcast and they say they said that temporary use of this plaster cast can cause temporary hypertrichosis. Which is interesting. That's so
1: weird. Like what? It, it makes. And me I don't wonder, know. Like, if it's like
0: your skin isn't getting air, or I don't know. Yeah. Don't know like or is it
1: the the material um, has something in it that that causes it? That's odd.
0: Isn't that wild?
1: Yeah, that is very that is very strange. Because I I would have assumed in without any kind of medical backing up that it would be a simple case of you just haven't seen it in a really long time. So of course it's going to be surprising. You know. But the idea, I know, but the idea right? that, That's that it what I could thought. be actually like medically like know your hair did grow faster and thicker while you had this cast on is such an odd thing. Do we as as a civilized people have a scientific explanation as to why that is the case? Or is this one of those things where like we know it is for the cast? Yeah. Yeah. Like we know it's possible. but We're not sure why.
0: No, there's a. A lot, of, a lot of documents uh, are like, scientists don't know why any of this happens. It's <laughs> like, we don't know why. Yeah, They're yeah. just like, these are the causes, but we are not sure why. You know what I mean? Like, these are the causes of it. But like, beyond that, we don't know the genetics. They're not sure why the genetics are happening. Yeah,
1: that's such an odd one.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. So another common symptom of hypertrichosis is, is problems with your gums or your teeth. So some people may be missing teeth or your gums may be enlarged. And some people I have read some documents where it was like your gums may be overgrown, which will impede tooth, tooth eruption as in kids. So it like really fucks up your teeth. It like just fucks up your whole teeth situation, which is also very strange that that's all related.
1: That's. It is, yeah. You you wouldn't think that they would have any crossover because like you said, in a lot of these areas where there is no hair follicle, there is no extra growth. So why are the teeth and gums the exception? Or rather the gums specifically.
0: It seems like it's like a protein or a carotene imbalance mm. maybe. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Because that's all like your nails and your teeth and your bones and your whatever. Well, and
1: also if we really want to get like conspiracy theory level with this, if you've ever looked at a whale's teeth. Uh-oh. It just looks like a lot of really tight together hairs. A bunch of
0: toothbrushes.
1: So somewhere, somehow, this is all connected, baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not sure.
1: <laughs> hair, teeth. Teeth is just hair.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh?
1: Is there any uh, yeah maybe maybe your teeth are just really tightly packed hair.
0: Oh, gross. <laughs> I
1: mean, have is that a consp- is that a uh, new conspiracy theory for all you guys out there? That's so weird. I'm sure there's some people where where the Venn diagram of <laughs> circus history and conspiracy theories have crossed over for that small segment of our audience. Let me know if you ever heard of that one. And then those
0: that believe that teeth are hair, Um, and who's profiting (laughs)
1: from it? Yeah, (laughs)
0: even smaller, even smaller.
1: Yeah, who's profiting from this? Because someone always is. Someone always is. Um,
0: Another cause of uh, acquired hypertrichosis is increased vascularity. So, which I was like, what?
1: Getting buff? Yeah, I
0: guess. Uh, It's a a bodybuilding strategy to to develop prominent bud. Blood vessels near the surface of the skin can cause hypertrichosis. Um, Also, like uh, chronic uh, scratching or itching. Like if you have eczema, sometimes that will cause it. I don't – I'm like –
1: That's interesting. The buff thing, like that one falls in the same mental like box as growth. This is all about like overgrowth essentially. So – but – I guess it is weird. Like, why would your muscles getting bigger make your body think, oh, more hair?
0: I feel like it's a protein thing. I feel like it's a protein thing or something where your body's like, mm, more hair than.
1: <laughs> more. Yeah. It's got to yeah, be. Maybe, you're, maybe if you're eating so much protein because you're trying to like body build levels, your body is like, I need to use this and you don't have enough muscle space. So I'm going to make it hair. I mean,
0: if you're really getting buff and you're muscles are building, maybe your body's like, I have to produce more then, you know, like I'm making more, I'm making more and it has to, it comes out in other parts. You're getting
1: bigger. And so I need more hair to protect you.
0: Maybe, maybe. So there, there was another thing that I read that was, it's believed that, um, perhaps the need for having hair coverage on our bodies was something that was utilized in the past, for warmth and for survival, yeah, from mm-hmm. our ancestors, and that is where this comes from.
1: You know, that's interesting mm-hmm. because with that theory, it both makes sense for the bodybuilding and the anorexia. Your body is just going into defense mode, and in the anorexia case, it's because you're not getting enough nutrition. Uh, and so your body doesn't know what's going on; it just needs to protect you. And so maybe it's trying to grow something to protect you. And the bodybuilding thing—you're putting your body through so much strain. Maybe it thinks it's under attack, and so it's making a defense for this kind of stuff. It's still very interesting, though, that two complete because like anorexia and bodybuilding are like the two opposite ends of the the like the shape of your body changing for sure. Right? Like anorexia is you kind of like w- withers your body, whereas bodybuilding builds it to an extreme that is so much so more than normal. They're both just like extremes in opposite directions. So of it's course. interesting that despite the how opposite they are, they can foster the same condition.
0: Right, but I think that's a great point that you made is that it, it's a survival mechanism that a lot of documents that I read just as far as like the science part of it they they said it could be harkening back to a gene that was utilized from our ancestors. You know, I don't know the fucking ice age or whatever. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, sure, for warmth and you know, a, a body blanket, a body blanket.
1: Yeah, it's it's a wild thing. It's still so weird to me that anorexia causes it because it's but like that like makes sense. What you're saying is like it's just a survival you... mechanism. Yeah, your body is just. But the thing that's weird to me about that then is that you have such low amount of like vitamins, minerals, things that your body can spare. So it's going to use more. I would imagine that this. Well, maybe it's not the case. I mean, do do we know if this condition requires maybe more calories a day or something like that? Because if you're growing more hair, I assume your body's using it, it's kind of like the idea that your body needs to use something to grow something, but maybe that's not accurate.
0: Yeah, like a tree, <laughs> like a tree needs something to grow something. Yeah, I mean you're probably right.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like, or oh, like like people, like uh, it, it's the same thing with some animals and even people. Honestly, it's like the, the people who are maybe they're not bodybuilding, but they're getting in shape. You have to eat more to build muscle, like that. That's just you have to. You can't build a muscle past a certain point if you don't eat to to supplement it. There are some animals like I think it's alligators or crocodiles. I forget which. Um, sorry for you crockheads and alligator boys and girls um, and, and everyone else. But it's a thing where if they get enough food and sunlight, there is no limit to how big they can get.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
1: their their size is completely restricted by their access to food. To, to nutrients, basically. So, in theory, a, a, a gator can get enormous if it's eating enough, if it's hunting properly. That's crazy. The little ones are ones that just are not eating as much as the big ones. Like, that's that's it. And so, but that's, that's why it's odd to me that, like, I, I understand the, like, defense mechanism angle. But it still is one of those things where, like, don't you need more to make more? yeah it's it's some wild shit so really it just shows us that we just there's so much we don't know um as as we've been talking about t- t- a lot already the scientists don't know why this happens they really fucking don't i even heard i don't know if this is true i even heard somewhere that scientists don't know why bicycles work <laughs> that uh, maybe that's wrong maybe that's wrong someone told me that once and it's been a great anecdote for me because why don't they know that's-
0: So funny. Oh my God.
1: It seems like it would be something with like gyroscope or like centrifugal force, but I don't know. Maybe they don't know why bicycles work. There's like wheels,
0: wheels and balance and that's it. It's like you, if you
1: go fast enough, you know, fall down. That's, that's what it is.
0: Scientists. What do they know? So the prevalence of hypertrichosis is regardless of the type of it, it's very infrequent. Congenital hypertrichosis, let fuck whatever the f- the fine hair one the baby one uh is extremely rare La- lanigosa whatever uh that one's extremely rare that's when a child is born with a super fine fine hair and then it will continue to grow there's only about 15 documented cases of this kind ever documented ever in the history of the world
1: 15 Just wild
0: 50 but still that's wild
1: 50 that's still an insane amount to this day
0: yeah according to jama dermatology so first jewism is much more common affecting about seven percent of the female population in the u.s so
1: seven percent
0: yeah i know right it was like well it's almost 10 (laughs) percent yeah it's
1: a decent amount (laughs) yeah that's that's that's, exactly exactly
0: So treatments, and we kind of talked about this. Is there's no cure. You can't really do anything to prevent this congenital form of hypertrichosis. The risk of certain forms of acquired hypertrichosis can be lowered by avoiding certain medications, um, and then you know, not getting so buff or you know, taking care of your body. But as far as just like hair removal is concerned, when you have this condition, there's you know short-term methods or I, I don't know if you could really, if you had hypertrichosis all over your body, if this would work, but shaving, uh, waxing, chemical epilation, which you would just like really ultimately just get rid of the hair follicles.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, like, what about like, like mass nair removal? Could you just nair? Yeah,
0: I mean, you could. Yeah, you could nair it, but...
1: That would probably be bad for your body, though, I, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, so that's the thing is like you could do these things but you also run the risk of like skin irritation um and some of these aren't like easily done like laser hair removal is it it's a lot
1: you know it's it's a shame when, when like i know that there's the downside of this that like it can affect your teeth cuz that is like mm-hmm. a very real like Downside with this, you know, like obviously teeth are very important. I don't gotta tell you guys that dentist <laughs> dental <laughs> sure. uh, hygiene is important, but like the idea that um, outside of the cases where it affects your teeth, where it is purely a visual thing, there is no actual detriment to you outside of people being like, what's going on and kind of othering you. And it's just a shame that the reaction is not interest and intrigue. Um, and it's and it's like a fear based thing because like it's such an anomaly and it's not like like again outside of the, the the scenarios where it affects your teeth it's not bad by any actual stretch of it you know it's it's just a different visual thing it's just like these this person has a lot of hair it's just kind of a shame that it's seen as such a negative and an othering thing instead of like a holy shit I know I mean it's called werewolf syndrome, like
0: uh, this Mm -hmm. has to be where the character of the werewolf has come
1: from. Absolutely.
0: Like 100%.
1: No question. Somebody saw that and they were like, oh. Like
0: someone in the history of the world was like, yeah, this is a monster, which is horrible.
1: And it happens to be a full moon today. So it must be. It's wild. And it's it's all ignorance, right? Like, And at the end of the day, that's where all hate of all sorts come from is, I don't understand, therefore I'm scared, yeah. which is understandable. It's just it's just a damn shame.
0: Yeah. But I mean, this is truly must be and I've not read this anywhere, but it's fucking called werewolf syndrome. It, it has to be the origin of the werewolf character.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it,
0: in the history of the world, like it has. to. Yeah.
1: Be. I mean, there, there, you could you can find in a lot of cases where people will get like. Where why vampires exist in mythos in various places. There's a lot of different like theories as to that. And this one, I bet you like you're right. I bet you that just like someone saw somebody with this condition and was like, oh, that must be a half wolf, half person. Um, and without any science to back you up, I mean, why would you think differently? You'd be like, oh, that's a that's a, an ant." Like one of the only ways we can tell each other apart when we were back way then is like, well, we look different. Like we look different than, than like a, a bear, and then you're like, oh, but I there there's a there's something I've never seen before. But
0: I mean, I feel like this could be the origin of a lot of like like mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Could
1: be Bigfoot, yeah,
0: exactly. Although I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry for the Bigfoot believers. <laughs>
1: sorry for you conspiracy heads out there. Yeah, I don't want to debunk Bigfoot. I mean, it could just be a, a person who doesn't feel like you know living on the grid and also has this condition.
0: I mean, so we'll get into that. So oh uh, the. The first person we're going to discuss, and simply due to chronology's sake, in um, lesser known of the two in like circus history, I guess, is Fyodor Adrianovich to Jeftichu. He's from Russia. Okay. Because you can, t- mm-hmm. A- Adrianovich.
1: If you couldn't tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: he would perform under the name JoJo the Dog Face Boy. Classic. So he was born with hypertrichosis. He was fully covered with hair, excluding the bottom of his feet and his palms of hands, lips, you know, eyes, all that stuff. And so I'll I'll talk about Jojo Fyodor. So according to Wikipedia, he was born in St. Petersburg, Imperial Russia in 1868. Oh, he and his father were born with hypertrichosis.
1: Is that rare? Like, cause, cause we know it's
0: hereditary. It's apparently I left that out. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's hereditary. And, and, uh, doctors will deter those that have the gene or have hypertrichosis from having kids. Cause they're similar to, um, the gene that, you know, that Joseph Merrick has the, the um, elephant man. Oh man, I had it. I should have written it down, but the, those that suffer from that same condition that he had, um that that's super hereditary and most likely your ch- kids will have it. So hypertrichosis is very similar where it's like you're going to your kids are going to most likely get this as well.
1: That's probably the only way to like stop it from yeah, being a w- more widespread thing.
0: Yeah. So, um he toured with his father Adrian all over the world. So, I'll get into their early life according to a vintage article from October 4th, 2018 by Julia Robakidzi. Jojo's real name was Fyodor. Uh she says Fyodor Yevstishev <laughs> Yevstishev. Okay. So, um
1: <laughs> we did it.
0: <laughs> his father Adrian suffered from hypertrichosis, it's a hereditary disease. Adrian and Fyodor were discovered in the Russian forest by two hunters. This Russian forest is called Kostroma, so it's like a big, deep forest in Russia. So, two hunters, A La Chang and Ang, like I think these dudes were like, "Oh fuck, what are you guys?" <laughs> and they were like, "You're you, you're ours now." That kind of thing.
1: Cha um, Chang, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, they took great interest in them, quote unquote, great interest. Yeah, in, quote
1: unquote, great interest. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're like, we bagged them and took them.
1: Abduction.
0: We bagged them and dragged them. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. The, the kidnapper could, took great interest in the victim.
0: Yeah, yeah. In her article, she says they took great interest in this unusual family. And then bring they bring them to a local fair and exhibit them. Adrian could barely speak. Like, his dad was, like, not communicative.
1: Interesting. Because they
0: were living in a f- in the forest. Yeah. Basically. Like, it, not in society. Well, and
1: I wonder, too, if, like, a- after he had his son, if maybe he was like, oh, I'm going to run away because it was hard for me, and so maybe I can just, like, have a simpler life with my kid. Maybe. But it makes you wonder, like, how long was he out there? Because assuming he lived most of his life in regular society before the child, he'd speak the language.
0: Well, so when they... When they find Theodore, he's about two. Oh, I'll get into, mm. uh, but, he, so Theodore's like two, three, when the hunters find him and Adrian's, uh, old. he's like 50 or so. Okay. But where's the mom, right? So, they're living in the wilderness. So, I, I, I think that they're probably just like, we can't live in society and maybe they just lived out there. I don't, who fucking maybe.
1: knows? Maybe. I mean, it's definitely like, a weird thing. Like, He's fifty and his son is two. What's going on I know, there? I know. And also, where have you been for <laughs> fifty years? Like, I he's, know <laughs> he's gonna be in the wild. So yeah, I mean, it it, it begs a lot of questions, and there's uh, it feels like there's not a lot of good answers here.
0: Yeah. So when these hunters uh, basically stole these two, um, Adrian can barely speak. He also tried numerous times to escape back into the wild like tried to get away and was like I want to go back to the woods uh but he was prevented by doing so by being carefully watched and according to this article kept in comfortable conditions I doubt it
1: Oh yeah nah
0: <laughs> I fucking doubt it I was like oh.
1: hey we put hay in your I cage. know
0: I'm just like god I bet it was horrible You comfortable now I bet it was so bad So oh yeah the two are exhibited around Russia and then They were introduced to the Tsar himself at the time.
1: Good for them.
0: And he was really interested in them, surely.
1: I bet. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He was probably like, what the fuck?
1: Um, Yeah. He's like, what? This is wild.
0: Yeah. Later on, they were brought to Europe. Their appearance caused a great stir and, of course, equal interest wherever they went. Uh, Again, this is all from Vintage News article. Um, And again, I'm like super stressed about all these conditions that they were... In and enduring, I'm sure, because they were not comfortable.
1: I'm sure it was hell. Like, it's got to just be terrible.
0: Yeah. Historically, people are just
1: trash. Yeah. Historically, people (laughs) are bad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're just bad. Uh,
0: So it's alleged that around 1872, the pair arrive in England on behalf of their caretakers, hunters that discovered them in the woods. Um, The family was placed in what's described as a luxurious hotel. And then examined by a number of doctors. Sounds familiar, right? Like yep. fucking Joseph Merrick, where they're like, and we're going to look at you.
1: Yeah, we're going to look at you. We're going to poke you in a lot of places. And we're going to go say, hmm, interesting and write stuff down. Hmm,
0: Poke, poke, poke. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, the examining doctor surmised that Adrian was about 50 years old. He had five teeth total. Oh, shit. Because it's like a, you don't have a lot of teeth.
1: The 50 year old did?
0: Yeah, and, and you have teeth problems when you have this condition.
1: He's got teeth problems. Plus, yeah, if you're living in the wild, you know, dental hygiene is tough.
0: Theodore, his son, seemed to possess only four teeth, according to this article.
1: Well, he's two. I guess at, at two, do you have all of your baby teeth at
0: two? He, They think he's like two or three. Yeah, but I mean, you should have fucking some teeth.
1: I, I feel like you, you do. more More than that.
0: Fyodor was like a very sweet child. He appeared to be very active. He was playful. He was curious. He was like very charming little kid. He spoke broken Russian. He was very amused when the doctors and experts would examine his father. Um, In one instance, one of the older like senior doctors approached the young boy and he and then Fyodor pointed at the physician's bald head and then pointed to his own face, suggesting that they. Share some of his hair with him, like <laughs> they,
1: they, yeah. He's like, you can have some. You of want mine. some of
0: this, yeah, exactly. Um, which I think is funny. Um But it seemed like wherever life placed him, Fyodor would become everyone's favorite. Like he was just like, like a happy little kid, and it was just like fun, and like was like, okay, right. like cool. What I'm down for whatever. He was also like a child, but yeah, and sure. people and people were fussing over him. I'm sure he liked the attention.
1: Absolutely. I mean, he's been in the wilderness and only had his non-talking dad his whole life. I mean, I'm sure he liked the attention.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, An English newspaper called the West Cumberland Times introduced him as a happy child with a very nice face and a very playful manner. They traveled around Europe. He was at a, a very young age, as I said, but he started to learn foreign languages during his travel. And later, he would utilize this and, like, kind of amaze audiences by addressing them in German and French, apparently. So according to another periodical, Theodore's hair was parted all the way down his face, like in the middle, um, and could be brushed from each side of his nose. And he's described as a Sky Terrier, like he looked like a Sky Terrier, which I was like,
1: Oh, Jesus
0: Christ. Um, I'm going to send you some pictures of him.
1: Uh, yeah it makes me wonder like and i'm sure that this has got to be the case but it's like the different growth pattern of various people with these conditions and if you would have because like you you have people just like with the whose hair parts in different directions you know what i mean so like you've got to imagine that that's going to be the case with this a lot of the time wow Wow. is it's It's wild to look at both of them. I mean, his dad—it's so severe on his dad that you can barely even see his eyes.
0: Yeah. So here's another poster from France, of him and his. So and this is like, like
1: the 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 boy, the young kid. Like he obviously has a lot of hair, but like you can see clear signs of like where his like hair on the top of his head. Like if he didn't have this condition where it would be and then it's lighter on his face and maybe a little more under his nose and beard area, but lighter on his cheeks and stuff where his father is just there is no distinction. It's just all thick and it's and it's and it's even too. It's not patchy. It's very even.
0: Well, I think that's part of like because he's younger. Yeah. So it's not it's still growing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it starts growing and it just keeps growing. Like a, like a kid's hair.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. That,
0: that last thing that I sent you was like a a caricature that was posted in the paper, like a, a satirical cartoon basically of the two in, in like a French uh, newspaper.
1: Those never make people look good.
0: Yeah, and it, they just look wild. They, it looks like a fucking boardwalk cartoon with someone's like Absolutely. do you want me to draw you with a soccer ball like what the fuck they look crazy
1: mm-hmm. yeah in a ferrari
0: yeah in a ferrari but you, yeah um so the physicians came to the conclusion that Theodore was about 2 or 3 years old he inherited this unique condition from his parents as for the mom apparently and allegedly the only thing that Adrian his father could remember was that his wife was dead
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yikes yeah
1: exa- <laughs> exactly that that goes back to the whole that there, i'm sure there's a lot of theories here and none of them are going to be good um
0: yeah um i mean who fucking knows I, who knows who there's so many things that could be like
1: it truly make it up make it up and and let's pick a happy one yeah because let's, there's let's, no hope, let's hope that way, yeah there's just no way who knows
0: know. who knows so the two of them re- remained, a, you know, a curiosity to the doctors and the medical experts. And the question remained among them, which was like. They just didn't understand, like they had never seen this before. Is this like a biological incident of nature or is, are these like descendants of a hairy faced race of people? They were just like, uh, I don't know what this is, because
1: like what is. Yeah. What does this mean for and everything?
0: They came from the forest. Yeah. You know what I mean? They came from the woods and like his dad couldn't really talk and like, what the fuck? You know, and like they both have it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because then you're like, well, so then if he can't really talk, is he a different thing? Is he not a human? But his boy can talk. Right. And so they look they look like people like, yeah, that's it's got to be a weird. Yeah, it's got to be a very odd thing. To to come across at that time, and
0: people are in in the past were probably just so ignorant. They was like, well, they're fur people. <laughs> and then I guess like,
1: yeah, it's like it must be a different race yeah. because we we don't have that. So it's got to be a completely different thing.
0: One of the hunters that brought the family to England uh, for these inspections and just was you know m- managing them mentioned that um, he had interviewed some people from the village near coast costromophorus where they found the father and the son when they discovered them and these people in the village claimed that they had seen a quote dog-faced woman nursing a baby in the woods end quote mm. i who fucking knows if that's true but
1: yeah because what are the odds that he found a woman with this same condition
0: i know that's what i'm saying it's like they all had it yeah that's Unless there's generations of this and they were just like, we have to live in the woods. Yes. Then they're all (laughs) incestually raised. Then that's the problem.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah. And then that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Um, Then that's a problem. But yeah, that's honestly, that's probably the only version of it where I think that they would all have it. Otherwise, it was just like whoever the mother was, was just another woman. You know what I mean? And he passed it on from his side.
0: Exactly, yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's hereditary, yeah, from the dad, not from her. But they don't know that science, obviously. Because
1: Exactly. So, like, who knows? Maybe it was was a, a woman without the condition. Maybe it was a group of people who just, like, lived off the grid because they had this condition. And it they just stayed out of sight for who knows how many years before these two got found.
0: Yeah, I mean, in that time, I wouldn't put it past them to want to live in the woods but also sure. like who fucking knows also i mean who fuck And who and
1: honestly that could be well the the thing that's weird to me is i was about to say that could be a great example of why um the dad didn't speak very much because if this was so, like a family that lived there for maybe more than one generation then maybe they don't use language as much oh, you know yeah i mean like if 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 they've been a part of from society for so many years maybe that's the case but the fact that the boy could speak broken russian makes me wonder at that you know what right. I mean? because if anything the boy would not speak any and the father would speak bare, broken uh because he doesn't speak in it in so long so it's it's still a curious thing like it makes me think That this wasn't a generational thing, that it was just these two and the mom um, at some point, and that the boy heard the parents conversing. But again, it's weird.
0: But he's such a little baby that's like kids pick up shit so fast that they could have been like, he speaks broken Russian. It's like, yeah, because he's been around you for five months. That's why.
1: Yeah, so maybe that's where he figured it out. But also, it could be that the dad's teeth and gums. Were swollen to a point where it was harder or painful for him to talk. Mm. Well, I wonder if something like that happened.
0: Theodore ends up not having a lot of teeth either. But a lot of both oh, of these yeah. gentlemen that we're going to talk about just don't have a lot of teeth. It's just, I think it's just a symptom of the severity of their condition is that they just don't have a lot of teeth, which is unfortunate. The pair, the father and son pair, along with their hunter managers, tore Paris. Adrian, his father, and Fyodor be- became known as, um, I'm sorry, Adrian becomes known as Le Homme Chien, which is dogman. And I sent you that poster. Um, and it attracted a lot of curious crowds and um, very interested people. They did very well on their tour. I'm sure they didn't get paid very much. Their hun- their hunters surely did. So in 1874, Fyodor's about six.
1: Are boys growing up?
0: So, Liverpool Mercury provides a detailed article on the story of, quote, hairy-faced people and their journey to Europe. Um, according to the tabloid, Adrian and Feodor were treated by their captors with great care and attention. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so.
0: I fucking doubt it. But English newspapers were kind to these two. Many of them stated that they were... Was nothing repulsive in Adrian's appearance, and described the two as extraordinary and wonderful phenomena.
1: It's like the most passive aggressive thing. It's like, then why are you saying it? You know what I mean? Like, why are you saying that if you don't think it? That's yeah. what they
0: always are like, there's nothing gross about them. <laughs> they always do that. It's
1: like, it's like you, you. There's a lot of it's other so ways weird. where you can say that's like saying like, there's nothing ugly about you. It's like, it's like you can say someone is good looking. Without saying they're not ugly, you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, yeah.
0: They're like, no, you're not ugly. And you're like, what? No.
1: Nobody- it's like then say I'm good looking. Why are you saying that? <laughs> it's just like it's just, it's a it's a very yeah. I, I don't I don't yeah. trust it. I think it, that's just passive aggression. I it's think. true.
0: A hundred percent. Adrian seemed to enjoy the comfort of civilization as they were touring, and in particular, he really enjoyed cognac.
1: A lot. I'm sure. (laughs) That is harder to get in the woods.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he was like, booze is good.
1: He's like, booze is good and this is fancy
0: booze. Yeah, this is fancy booze and I can't chew. So this is what I'm drinking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so this is great. Yeah,
0: right? Uh, Unfortunately, it's alleged that Adrian passed away before theater turned 15 because there's like a gap here where I'm like, what happened? Um, Mm -hmm. But, Adrian does pass away. He succumbs to liver disease, which he develops due to excessive drinking. So I think he just drinks a lot because he's just like fucking
1: booze. That makes sense. Well, and also, if we're assuming that the hunters are less than good to them, he might also just be like depressed as hell. He might be like, we are never going back to the wilderness and my life isn't my own. Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: And the only thing I have for it is cognac.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Yeah. Um,
1: so it could be that it could be that cognac is awesome, and he just went too crazy yeah. with it.
0: Yeah. Who yeah. knows?
1: It could be. It could. It's probably a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, though.
1: Most things are a little bit of everything.
0: Where he's like, I'm a, a captive, and and this sucks. People are just staring at me, so I'm just going to get hammered.
1: Yeah. It's like, they give me booze, so why shouldn't I drown my sorrows? I don't have anything better to do.
0: Yeah, you're right. So eventually, Theodore goes by Theodore over the year. Um, Mm -hmm. He's more socialized than his father was. He learns to speak, and he at least dabbles in multiple languages, like I said, like French and German. So we're fast approaching the 1880s, where Barnum's creating his circus giant, the greatest show on earth. Ah, And Barnum would often send talent scouts out to various regions to seek out the most exotic and rare acts for his larger than life show. So at the age of 16, Theodore meets one of Barnum's talent agents and then signs a contract with him. Um, so it's in 1884 that uh, the showman P.T. Barnum introduces to the American public what he called, quote, the most prodigious paragon of all prodigies secured in over 50 years, end quote. This is according to the Julia Robichidze vintage news article. So the curious public gathers around to get a glimpse uh, at the kostroma forest, Russian front Theodore, basically like <laughs> this guy from the forest of Russia, this dog faced boy. So, he makes his debut as Jojo, the dog boy, which is a name that PT created for him. So the curtain lifts, and the audience sees a man, a young man, because he's 16. He's dressed in a neatly tucked Russian military uniform. So his, you know, his face is covered with silky brown hair, and he does resemble. I mean, some would argue he resembles more of a dog rather than a human being. That's an opinion. But, you know.
1: Yes, somebody's.
0: So, but he stands very still. Yeah, he stands very still. He's observing the crowd. And I think perhaps at Barnum's coaching, he suddenly just released, releases this really deep growl at everybody. So he's standing there almost frozen. And then he just like growls at them. And I think he probably was like, I really don't want to do this, but I will do this. And then he just growls at everybody.
1: And, yeah, well, and that's one of those things, like, for all we know, the contract says, if I say growl, you got to growl, otherwise I don't give you $15 for the whole year. And so, you know what I mean? We know yeah. PT is a slime, so, like, he very likely kind of coaxed him to do whatever he wanted to do.
0: So I'm going to send you uh, photos of him in his
1: Russian outfit or his, like, suit, suit thing. The, I mean, honestly, the hair is, like, very smooth and, like, it it it, it really looks well-kept. Like, it, it looks, like, very shiny.
0: Yeah, it's, like, soft and smooth and shiny and brushed and...
1: It's interesting, you know, like, it's, it's so much on his face and then his hands are relatively bare. And, I mean, I know it's one of those things where, like, obviously this is something where the body is doing something it doesn't normally do, so... There's no necessarily rhyme or reason there. But it is interesting that it's like he seems to have it very specifically on his face. And then it's not it's not so much widespread after that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's wherever. Who knows? Is. I mean,
1: we're, we're seeing him in an outfit. You know,
0: like, I mean, do you have a lot of hair follicles on your hands on the top of your hands?
1: I mean, look at the back of my hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. my
1: you know. It's my entire hair. Oh, this one is in color. This is crazy. Yeah. It's interesting too, because I, I I was noting this in other pictures, but I didn't say anything because it was kind of hard to see, but this is a much more close up one it just the way the hair is grown it d- almost doesn't look like he has a nose,
0: yeah, it covers his nose,
1: which is odd because you think what the nose would come out and so you'd think that the hair would like you you'd at least see the the right. you know the bend of a nose, but it almost looks like there's a recess where the nose is, and that that could just be like. I mean, it'd be interesting to see like a side profile to see how that is.
0: So, I mean, this is like a three quarters, but here I'll, I'll send this to you. This is uh 1880. This is like late 1880s, late like, like almost 1890. Um, so it's not a profile, but it's like a three quarters.
1: Oh yeah, you can see a little bit though. Yeah,
0: but it's like I mean, I guess you know you have pores on your nose, so you may have hair there. Or you have follicles that could have hair, I guess, in that in his case.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can actually see his yeah. nostrils uh, in this one just at the angle it is if you look right above.
0: But on front front face, I think that's why people are like, oh, he looks like a dog because you can't see his nose that well. And that is like a defining feat. I don't fucking know. But it is unfortunate.
1: I mean, it, that's just the best that people at the time had to like quantify. You know what I mean? It's like they have no better verbiage for explaining what's going on. So that's what they say.
0: Yeah. And there's no werewolf or else they'd be like, he's a real life werewolf. Yeah, <laughs> so exact- someone's, someone's in London writing that book right now. So Exactly. <laughs> um, so everybody gasps uh, the gentleman's gaze with their mouths open. And then they all like applause after he growls and they're like, JoJo, the dog face boy, we love it. <laughs> so, um, and as we well know, if you haven't listened to episode one or two.
1: Go check it. It's good.
0: Phineas Taylor Barnum is an evil genius of marketing.
1: <laughs> yes. Ex- that's his biggest strength. It really,
0: truly. He loves it. Um, and embellishing the status of his performers is like he loves that shit. It's so. his
1: number one thing. It's one of the only things that the movie is correct about.
0: Yeah. And some of these ta- marketing tactics are were adopted and are still used to this day. It's like, he sucks. He's like, he's an evil genius.
1: Exactly. It's like, there's a lot of people and still alive today that are terrible people, but are very good at a specific thing. And because of their being good at that, and also honestly, because of their terribleness, they're willing to do things that nobody should do to advance their betterment of whatever the thing they actually were good with. So the irony of it all is they got farther because they were evil.
0: Totally. Totally.
1: Which sucks. <laughs> it just, it just, that sucks. But that's what, that's the case.
0: He knew that in order to like attract more spectators, Jojo needed an impressive story, like a backstory for his character. So PT just creates one.
1: Of course you got to get good lore. Sure.
0: So, um, quote, according to the legend, the boy was discovered by hunters in a remote forest of Russia, which is kind of true, along with his dog faced human father, which is kind of true, who turned out to be so violent and wild that the hunters had no choice but to shoot him right away. End quote. So
1: he had no, no choice but to murder him right away.
0: Yeah. So that's why he has no dad.
1: Yeah, I mean he didn't change that much to be honest. I mean the 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 he is embellishing the idea that he is a some sort of beast though. That is that is what he's going for.
0: Yeah. They couldn't just be like we stole a dad out of the forest and then he was like Fucking! I love drinking.
1: It's it's way less of a fun story if you're like, this is just a nice boy. <laughs> like
0: he's just a nice boy, and his dad was in the forest with him, and he drank himself to death because he never had booze before. Like,
1: yeah, and then the people are like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yes, it is, but that's yeah. That's but nice. we make
0: him growl at you, and you love it. Um. So with this like mysterious background. Fyodor attracts crowds of people like of all sorts to New York and all around the states. Um, this is interesting. So an agent from the Russian government would accompany him to like around oh. his American tour to ensure his safety and comfort, which is interesting. Lovely to hear. But what?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Where was
0: he before? Well, yeah. It's-
1: <laughs> like Where was he before? When did they get involved? I mean, I suppose.
0: Or maybe that's one of the hunters. Maybe that's the Russian agent.
1: Maybe. I mean, it makes me wonder, because, okay, so PT's talent scouts found him. Where did they find him? Did they find him in Russia? Was he in the U.S., like, doing, a, a like, a performance? Well, no,
0: he wasn't in the U.S. yet. He was in Europe, so he was touring around Paris and England and Russia. Um, so I'm not sure what part of... Uh, the world he was when he got scouted. Probably Russia. I think he was in Russia. Like he was back home in Russia. So maybe the Russian agent is one of the hunters.
1: It's well, honestly, I was going to say if he was in Russia and then there was any amount of interest from the U.S. into making a deal with him, the Russian government might have all of a sudden been like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we have a local boy who the Americans yeah. want to, like, make a deal with, clearly there's value here. So, like, if the government wasn't involved before, this all of a sudden is like, oh, well, now we have to be. Because you can't just have
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: our special yeah. boy. Um, and yeah, so he's our it, special boy. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> I don't know how much, how far back, like, U.S.-Russian relationships are weird, but it wouldn't be surprising <laughs> to me if if Russia was like, no, no, no. This is our guy. Like, if you want to make a deal, <laughs> yeah, we, we're yeah. going to have, you know, someone making sure we're, you know, we're getting whatever. What is, like, it's our credit, yeah. our, our due, yeah. essentially.
0: That's true. You're right. Probably. Um, so, according to the Marion Star newspaper, at this point, Jojo spoke Russian and German fairly well. And then sometimes he was able to communicate basic English to the audience as well, which the American audiences loved because they're like, English only, please.
1: (laughs) English only? We don't know nothing else.
0: Yeah, we're stupid. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) um, during his career, Theodore would travel with Barnum all over the world. His last performance took place in Greece. That date's unknown, although I know it's like uh, the beginning of the 1900s. And I don't believe... That last performance is with Barnum at that point, um, because I think he ends showing with Barnum in like 1902, maybe. And I don't think that Barnum ever toured in Greece. I'm not positive, but um, however, he does take a, a show in Greece. And while on that trip, he catches pneumonia and then he dies on January 31st, 1904. Shit. In the city of Salonik, fuck, I can't talk. Salon Saloniki, Saloniki, in Greece. So, um, yeah. So he lived. Let's see, 1904. So he's 36.
1: That's that is. I mean, it's pneumonia. I suppose just like sucks. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's one that like. You know, even when we were kids, people would be like, don't get caught in the rain. You'll get pneumonia. You right. know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe kids are still told that. Maybe that's not fucking said anymore. Who knows? But pneumonia's bad, man. <laughs> pneumonia is one of those ones that you just don't want. Like, if you get it, you need a lot of care and you need to be very careful. And like, I guess nowadays, it in in a lot of places, it is not hard to, you know, uh, react to it appropriately. But without resources, pneumonia. Yeah. I don't I don't that makes a lot of sense. I remember my brother
0: had pneumonia when uh I, I was like, I don't know, four. So he was probably like seven. And I was like, he's gonna die.
1: <laughs> he was like, Yeah, pneumonia's bad.
0: <laughs> Cause he was coughing so he was coughing so hard and my parents were like smacking, they were like they were smacking on his back and I and they were like so I just remember they're so worried and I'm like, Oh, he might die. <laughs> I was like, ah
1: Yeah. Well, pneumonia is just scary. That's the one where like your immune system is just like doesn't exist. Pneumonia is bad. When you have pneumonia. So it's just like anything can get in and you just Mm -hmm. need to be in a freaking bubble. So that, yeah, like that's one of those ones where like you say that and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like pneumonia in 1908. Yeah, okay, that makes sense that he's died at that age.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's like, because mm.
1: that's not even like a condition thing with what he's dealing with. It's just like, yeah, pneumonia could fuck anybody up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's the story of Theodore, the dog faced boy. He sounds like a badass performer.
1: Yeah, you sound charming as hell from the age of two.
0: Yeah, right? It's like a happy, just a happy dude. Um, he got to perform. He got to travel the world, which is great. You know, better than being in the Kostroma forest. Yeah. But, um, so now we'll move on to Lionel, the Lion Man, who has a similar story. Arguably, Lionel, aka Stephen Verbrowski, is a bit more well known. I think, and I'll mention this ag- again, but the two of them are often confused. Um, And that's why I wanted to discuss both of them, because like in pictures and stuff, they'll just be interchangeable and they're not. They're different people.
1: Are did. Were did were they uh, performing around the same time?
0: So Bobrowski is a little younger, but he Uh was basically Jojo's replacement. And it like just worked out that way. He kind of just like it just Barnum saw a need that to fill and like look to fill it, I think.
1: So he's, yeah, maybe he looked specifically for someone with this condition, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think he was like, "Oh, this is a thing. Okay, I'm going to like try to find it again maybe."
1: Is this guy Polish? Uh I'm getting that from his He name. is. Yeah.
0: He is Polish, yeah. Um so according to an all things interesting article from April 8th, 2020, before he was a sideshow performer, Stephen or Stefan Bobrowski—I was—I kept saying Stephen. I guess it's Stefan. <laughs> um, so Stefan Bobrowski was uh, just a young man. He did have this rare condition of hypertrichosis, which we're all very familiar with now. Mm-hmm. In extreme cases, as with his, the hair can grow to be very long. If you know, if you don't cut it. Um, so, according to the book Carney Folk by Maggie Marin, Bibrowski was born in Warsaw, Poland in 1890. So the two of them are.
1: Okay. So he's 1890 and he died in.
0: They're 22 years apart, the two of them, right? Yeah, 22 years apart. Because Fyodor was born in 1868, he's born in 1890. 68
1: and 1890. Yeah. 68. Yeah, 22. 22 years.
0: Yeah. So when St- Stephen, I keep saying who's on Stephen? Stephen was born. He was covered in the one a one inch layer of fine blonde hair. So he was uh, born with a congenital hypertrichosis languinosa, but it's the fine hair hypertrichosis condition. And yeah, it's interesting. It's like whatever color. It's not interesting. It makes sense, but whatever color hair you have, it's like that's the hair color that you have all over. Sure.
1: Well, and it's an it is what what is kind of like an odd twist of fate is that PT, that like fucking evil, lucky bastard. He (laughs) finds someone who has the same condition, but a different hair color.
0: I know. Right. But similar.
1: That that in itself. Yeah. It's like it's obviously like it's just a new a slightly different angle at the same thing. So like it is just like a, a, a benefit to him. You know what I mean? Like. It would be one thing for him to just find someone with the same condition, but then he finds someone with different color hair.
0: They look pretty. I mean, they don't look the same, but I bet you that's here. I just sent you a picture of him and we'll get to his cool outfit soon. But um
1: oh, his
0: hair, his hair is much longer, right?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it definitely goes down more. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, people are able to grow different lengths of hair, right? Like some people can grow really long hair and some people can. Yeah. I think that's just the case here. Well,
1: it's it's the same thing with like facial hair and stuff too. Like same thing with some people go bald and some people don't. It's just like everyone has a different, you know.
0: So it seems like Stefan's hair growth, I mean, both of these gentlemen are – Letting their hair grow, but like his grows much longer.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So according to the book Carny Folk by Maggie Marin, Babrowski was born in Warsaw, Poland in 1890. When he was born, he was covered with one inch layer of fine blonde hair. His mother reportedly told people that her son's condition was the result of her witnessing his father be mauled by a lion while she was pregnant, which sounds familiar, right? Like Elephant Man, where she was like. <laughs> yeah. I saw an elephant scare the shit out of me and now my baby looks like this and you're like got it okay uh, Yeah, but, people
1: are just like there's gotta be a pattern. Yeah, right? <laughs> there's gotta be a reason.
0: But that maternal impression impressionism story of like was like, yeah. like all the rage back then and people really they really took stock in it. They really thought that was real.
1: Sure? Well, honestly, doctors still don't really know why
0: (laughs) yes yeah
1: this can happen in various circumstances so like while that reasoning sounds ludicrous like
2: right people just
1: guessing like (laughs) they're just guessing like we still don't really know and while i think we can reasonably be sure that it's not because (laughs) she saw her husband be mauled by a lion sure we still don't know exactly why so sure yeah i mean in theory, I suppose her theory is as good as any other yeah. at this point. I mean,
0: the scientists have deduced that it is a genetic mutation in the DNA strand and it's like a it's a chromosome that um I mean, I could really get into the real science of it, but it's like a
1: the science heads would love it.
0: The nucleotides in the genetic uh, DNA strands mm-hmm. are like different and the proteins in the nucleotides are different and they're like just a little, they're they're mutated is essentially why.
1: But we don't know why they that can happen sometimes. Sure.
0: But I mean, who knows why any of that happens?
1: At least in the cases not set in birth. Maybe because they saw a lion maul their husband. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and who knows like does that mean like her is her husband alive is he is he around you know it's like i don't understand because then
1: yeah did he get maul and and live or die
0: yeah interesting because they do talk about his parents so i'm just like how but this does this guy have scars <laughs> like where's the proof
1: yeah like is he is he dead because <laughs> yeah. i mean is mauled by a lion sounds like I mean, I don't know where you are where that happens.
0: <laughs> but I
1: think that in a lot of cases you're gonna die because what's to stop the lion from s- stopping? <laughs> yeah.
0: So reportedly, rather than raise a child with this appearance, Barbaski's mother is said to have given him up at the age of four to a local German financier, entrepreneur, and showman named Herr Settelmeier. Some reports said that she sold him. Some say that. He wanted to go perform and that both of the parents, meaning that they're both alive, were very supportive and were like, go for it. Uh, uh. Yeah, but I think she sought this man out and he was like, I'll pay you for your kid. And she was like, cool. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that she was like this. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know what's going on and I'm scared. And this guy wants to buy my kid, and then I don't have to think about this anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is sad.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Because he's four. Like, yeah, hmm, that's so fucking sad.
1: Well, and it's one of those things. It's like you know, it's you'd think that there would be some kind of at least like like maternal connection to it, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. there's there's cases today where people abandon children for various reasons, and it's sad, but it happens. I know,
0: it's true. So of course, Settlemyer knew he could exhibit this young kid.
1: Well, he was an entrepreneur, of course.
0: Yes, of course. So he decides to give him the stage name Lionel, the Lion Face Boy. And perhaps it was Settlemyer who drummed up that lion story. Some say that it he was the origin of that story.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Who uh, who's to know for
1: certain. I mean, it, that would make sense, you know. Like he if he's trying to do the same thing PT was, he's making good lore and that's the best thing he could come up with. So,
0: but regardless, mom was like, "Please take this child." And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> so, he began parading him around Europe for cash. By this time, his facial hair was 8 inches long, and on his body, it was closer to 4 inches long. Huh. So, the and this kid is four years old. Four, wow. So Settlemyer apparently wasn't all bad, and he did invest in Stefan's future. Allegedly, he sent him to boarding school. Well, he's still a boy, but he sent him to boarding school for a time. I can't imagine he was had a good time there. <laughs> like fuck,
1: no, kids are so mean.
0: They're so mean. But he did get a really good education.
1: If you have a name that rhymes with like a private part or poo or pee, it's like that's enough to crucify oh, yeah. you. This is like
0: I was I my last name's Bigger Staff and I was fat. Okay, so think about it. <laughs> it was great.
1: <laughs> that the kids kids will find yeah. It's like kids don't need a lot.
0: I mean, they're just like, You're big and so is your last name. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> yep. And that's all it takes. That's- so I
0: can't imagine.
1: This poor boy. I can't
0: imagine this poor boy. Um, my God. But he did get a good education. He was exposed to various types of literature. He learned a variety of languages also, which seems to be a theme. And some documents say that he was fluent in five languages, in fact. Damn. I know, right? I mean, it's I guess if, if you're like, fuck everybody, I'm just going to study.
1: <laughs> going to read. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because I, I that's what I, honestly, I was thinking like, what is the correlation here? If there is any, like, obviously it could just be like, this is just two dudes and you could clearly find two dudes that speak different languages that have nothing else in common sure. with each other. Sure, But I was, part of my brain was wondering like, oh, huh, I wonder if it like, if, If that happens, if there's anything different, like maybe your brain is more apt at learning languages. But I think you're right. I think it's just there's less socializing going on, more reading. And they're literally just learning. They're studying more because they're probably not socializing as much.
0: Yeah, which is sad. But whatever, they're learning shit. So that's cool.
1: It's something. It's something to stimulate, you know.
0: It does come in handy later on, much like it did for Fyodor. So he is. Said to be very kind, he's inquisitive, he's sensitive. Physically, he was not very imposing as far as like his height, he grew to only the height of 5'3". And also, as is common with many forms of hypertrichosis, Stefan only had a couple of teeth in his mouth. Additionally, he had aspirations of becoming a dentist. I've read this multiple places. Uh, Perhaps that's linked with the fact that he only had a few teeth in his mouth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he knew how hard that was, you know, and he's like, I don't want anybody to not have teeth if they can help it.
0: Yeah, he's probably like, I'm going to learn how to put teeth in my mouth, my own mouth. So in 1901, Stedlmeyer traveled to the United States with Brabowski with Stefan in tow, and they begin exhibiting at the sideshows along the newly opened piers and boardwalks on the East Coast. So while there, Stefan was noticed by a talent scout for Barnum and Bailey Circus. Aha. Uh-huh. So, Burbowski, I'll say, I keep saying Burbowski instead of Stefan. Brabowski's about age 12. He and Settlemeyer accept a job with the circus giant Barnum and Bailey in 1902, allegedly as a hopeful replacement for the recently retired JoJo, the dog faced boy. So, because he had recently retired, yeah.
1: Yeah, from this mortal coil.
0: Some even mistook him for uh, Lionel de- for decades to follow. So they confused the two. Like a-, a lot of people were like, oh, that's not you're not him. Huh?
1: Yeah. The- which is odd because his hair is longer in a different color. But I suppose that some people just assume like there can't be two people who have this condition.
0: Right. And even like just like. Even into like the 50s and books and, and, and photos and stuff, people were like, they're the same. Like they were confusing the two constantly, um, which is unfortunate. And also, again, why, why I'm telling each of their stories separately.
1: So we don't do that. So that
0: we can uh, say they're different.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so for Stefan Babrowski, his lion backstory would surely continue upon joining Barnum and Bailey, expanding on the tall tale and adding suggestions As if he was like cat-like, he would give like uh, suggestions to his story like he's cat-like, he's nimble, perhaps he has night vision, little sprinklings to his story just to amplify.
1: Differentiate him. The other guys, was all dog themed, so let's cat it up.
0: Um, But Brabowski would not growl at his audience. That was, no, that's not his thing. So Lionel was able to charm his audience with his intellect. He would tell stories of his adventures overseas, his travels. He was his own person. And to stand out further during his performance and during his five-year stint with Barnum and Bailey, mm-hmm. he wanted to really, like, pump up his his exhibition. Similar to Chang and Ang, where they're like, we're going to learn, like, tumbling acts, and we're going to fucking, you know, put on a show.
1: Yeah. We're going to be more than just a visual, like, you know, deal for these people.
0: Yeah. Like it's something that people just look at and they're like, fuck, like they want to like do stuff and be like, we are performers though. Like we're, we want people to forget that this is how this is an appearance thing and be like, Oh, you guys are skilled performers. So, uh, over the time that he's performing with Barnum and Bailey, he learns tumbling skills from the acrobats. Like he asks them to teach him stuff. He perfects his handstands. He's pretty, you know, he's like a fit guy. So he perfects like backflips also, like all in effort to enhance his act. And in addition to the well rounded stage show he's putting on, he is like presenting his intellect and his gentle nature, and people are really responding to it. He's able to continually charm audiences, not only with that acrobat ability and like, you know, quote cat like feats or whatever, but he's wowing audiences with like his storytelling and his you know, again, his world travels and he's well-educated, he's well-dressed, he's well-groomed, he speaks multiple languages. He's like a man of high society. And I think that that was like a, a cool, like, what do I want to say? Just like a contrast.
1: It's a different angle on it, yeah. Totally. Well, and it's interesting. It, it, it's it, I'm starting to think of various, like, characters in media that he may have inspired like the first thing i thought of was the cowardly lion it's like the idea that Mm. he's an eloquently speaking person in a in a body that you associate with more of a beast Mm -hmm. there there's one thing and then i literally thought from beast from the x-men is a oh yeah hairy man who's like he's literally his x-men like title is beast but he is eloquent and he's a scientist. Like yeah. that's kind of the, the juxtaposition. There. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I am I bet you both, may, one or more or other characters are all like, you know, inspired by this guy.
0: Yeah, totally. I didn't even think about that. So when he performed, he would don these elaborate suits adorned with sequins and like detailed designs. So he and his presentation were very impeccable and elevated and the public loved him. And he was like a huge hit and he was paid accordingly, a, a reportedly earned up to $500 a week, which is about, let's see.
1: Inflation.
0: Yeah, let's see.
1: $500. And what? That was like, that was 1920? Yeah,
0: like 1904 or five. Still nineteen. Well, those. I guess it's like- What age is he in this? He is, yeah, he's like, he's there from like 12 to 17. He's pretty young. Okay. Wow, it's like sixteen thousand dollars a week. It's pretty good.
1: Fifteen thousand dollars is a lot a week.
0: It's like six sixteen six a week. It's pretty That's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing he's doing a good job.
1: I wish I was making that much money a week.
0: Yeah. Uh wow. Um, according to humanmarvels.com, he actually truly enjoyed the opportunities that. This hairiness provided him his unusual hairiness, quote unquote.
1: Well, and this one seems believable that that could be true. Like the fact that he was like not willing to like stoop to growling. He Mm -hmm. like got interested in being a performer like and he made good money.
0: His pics are sick. His photos are rad. Like
1: The, the outfit he was wearing in the other one was yeah these are they're like matador-esque outfits i know like, right it's, it's pretty sweet this one's pretty
0: good so this is interesting because you can see his chest and it's not that hairy
1: yeah no and not nearly as much as the, the his head
0: so i feel like the hypertrichosis they have is not it's all over their body but it's not
1: it's not consistent. Yeah. But it's interesting how like, and I mean, I know we said that it could be patchy sometimes, but it is interesting how like his entire head is very well covered. But then other parts of his body, it's looks, it's like splotchy. Wait, he's supposed to be in this picture. Where is he? He's all the way on the top right.
0: Yeah, there he is. Um, This is a great like artist depiction of him. Though so he looks, he's like kind of looks like a paint me like one of your French girls
1: (laughs) what they did like the sexy George picture
0: yeah 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 like
1: when he's in his underwear like that's that's very funny and they gave him lipstick
0: this one is my favorite this one's my fucking favorite I think this is when he's a little older let's see I love it though so much where he's like smoking a cigarette it's fucking cool
1: oh that's good (laughs) He's got a cigarette yeah which oh my God can you imagine how scary lighting a cigarette is when you have that much hair uh,
0: so I have a, a fire story it's pretty funny
1: like I if I am smoking something and and I have and it's like short my mustache is always a concern
0: yeah of course
1: this this man's got so much more to worry about of course so
0: he stays with the circus for five years in 1907 Burbowski's mm-hmm. nearing 18 years old. He returned to Berlin for a time where he was featured at the Passage Panopticum. Panopticum oh, fuck, I can't even say these. Panopticum, Panopticum, wax museum.
1: Panopticum. Uh,
0: Pinocchio, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in
1: 1913,
0: he moves back to the States, making a home in New York City, and he proceeds to perform at the Coney Island Dreamland Circus Sideshow. Um, And he performs there for 15 years. Pretty good. The Dreamland Circus sideshow at that time was like really well known. And I want to do a, an episode on Dreamland Circus because it's pretty cool. Like, yeah. At that time in early 1900s, like Coney Island was like the fucking jam.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: it still is. But, you know, like the sideshow and, and just that circus there was like really, really big.
1: Yeah. That environment.
0: So though he'd been performing for years, Bobowski's stint at Coney Island would still like bring in super curious spectators day in and day out for 15 years. And they still wanted to have a chance to see quote the lion faced man. And in that venue, they were able to get like up close and personal versus at the circus where it was like more
1: farther away.
0: They, there was like a farther back. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was nice because most of them were shocked to discover Brubowski was not the savage beast he was just a gentleman, just a dude just like them and probably like a lot cooler yeah. <laughs> than they were.
1: Yeah, and probably a lot smarter.
0: Yeah, yeah, fuck. I mean, he seems like extremely intelligent. Five languages, it's pretty good. Um,
1: Five languages is a lot. Damn.
0: So according to All Things Interesting, it's said that there aren't many reliable accounts to all, about all of his performances, but there are dozens of rumors about him that persist to this day. Some claim that Burbowski's mother never gave him up and that she just let him live out the dream of performing, which I said earlier, and that his parents were a large part of his life. I don't buy that one personally.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: But maybe he told people that because he was like, oh, my parents love me. Yeah. Like maybe that was I don't know.
1: And I mean, honestly, it could be, you know, if we are going to go with the cynical angle, it's very possible that. He told people that to lessen the stigma, to be like, no, I had a normal family and everything like that. I, and they just wanted to support me.
0: Yeah. Don't pity me.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know?
0: Yeah, totally. Um, others claim that Brubowski enjoyed exhibiting his condition and celebrated it, feeling that it made him more interesting. Again, according to this All Things Interesting article, a story goes that when he was staying in new york he was staying at this certain hotel and it caught fire oh shit between the 3rd and 4th floor and he was literally the first person to get out of that hotel like he fucking yeah. hustled out of there so fast
1: oh absolutely he
0: was the first person to evacuate um,
1: all it takes is a wayward ember and you're going up
0: fuck could you imagine it was fucking burst into flames
1: and on your face like oh my god
0: Yeah, but it's alleged he was terrified of having his face singed. He's quoted to have said if that happened, he would, quote, be just another ordinary man, end quote.
1: Well, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, like a a big part of it is like his livelihood. It's like, yeah, it's like if a, you know, an iconic performer, like lost all their hair all of a sudden. It's just kind of like.
0: Right. They're just whatever you're known for is gone.
1: I mean, literally, even on my small end of the acting scale, like if my mustache my the the shaving of my mustache is like there's money has to be involved in that decision.
0: I know we've talked about this. We like, how much are they going to pay you to shave my mustache?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so like and that's and I and I am small potatoes like this guy was making fifteen hundred a week. And so, if his hair gets singed off, he was
0: making 15000 a week.
1: That's more. And so, that, like, that is more. That, like, him losing that means he ain't gonna make that much. Like, he could be a great performer and he should probably get to perform in his own right, regardless of if he has his hair or not. Yeah. But it's a big part of why people are coming to see him.
0: Yeah, totally. So, whatever the case, it stands to reason that there is much more to Brobowski's life than we'll ever know. But the details are lost to history, unfortunately. But the legend of him will truly live on. Um, in 1928, he returns to Germany, his adopted country, because apparently he goes to uh, acquire citizenship there. And then, reportedly, in 1932, four, just four years later, He passes away of a heart attack. So he's 41.
1: 41. Dan, I was going to say, you know, because of the just like when he gets started and how long he's performing, I was like, oh, so he might actually live like a longer life. But it seems like but not much, not much, yeah, not much more than uh, than Jojo. And I don't know
0: if it's like hard living or if it's just like, yeah, that is something that is like, do you do you just have more health problems and that's like you have a shorter lifespan?
1: Yeah, well, and it could it could be that it could be like you said harder living. It could also be just like people died younger more commonly back then. Like
0: yeah, but nineteen thirties. I mean,
1: the thirties thing was like mean, that was that was early, but also pneumonia is a motherfucker. Um,
0: but like he died in nineteen thirty two. He's forty one. That seems awful early. That seems real. It
1: is. I mean, who knows? Like. The heart attack is one of those ones where, like, you hear it and you're like, oh, it, it's almost like the equivalent of spontaneous combustion. It's just kind of like something. Yeah. People just had a heart attack. It's like, I don't know. It just he had a heart attack and, he, and he's yeah. gone. So, yeah. like, for all we know, he could have, like, loved you. Maybe at Coney Island, he just had a lot of fried dough. Like, I don't know.
0: I mean, he's smoking cigarettes, like, in a, a lot of pictures. So it know. could
1: be that. Yeah. So, like. It, you know, it, it could be those things. It could be uh, part of his condition. It, But like, you know, I'm, I'm sure also there are dudes who die of a heart attack today at 40.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure.
1: But you know what I mean? So like, who knows?
0: So there's definitely a legacy left for both of those gentlemen found in pop culture. In 1940, there's a movie called Strike Up the Band where Mickey Rooney takes a date to the carnival. And they go to the tent and see Jojo, the dog face boy. And you we know, a character that's supposed to be him. And uh, 1988, Big Top Wee, which we have to watch. We do. Benicio, Benicio Del Toro portrays Duke, the dog face boy. Mm.
1: In
2: 2017
0: movie, The Greatest Showman, a fictional portrayal of... You know, uh, you know, the P.T. Barnum story, whatever. There's a, a an actor, Luciano Acuna Jr., who portrays Dog Boy. But it's a similar, you know, someone with hypertrichosis. And then in 2006, Robert Downey Jr. plays opposite of Nicole Kidman in the movie Fur, which is it's a fictional. It's supposed to be like a biopic about Diane, Diane, Diane Arbus. Um, you know who that is, right? She's like a, a photographer. Uh-uh. she's a well-known photographer photography is really cool
2: mm-hmm.
0: but i never saw her and now i'm like it's interesting uh it's like a an elevated beauty in the b story that's what it looks like to me
1: oh okay because
0: synopsizing of what i've seen because diane Arbus is an actual photographer she's a really cool photographer but she was born in 1923 he dies in 1932, so the two of them, their paths could never cross. But in the movie, she befriends this neighbor who has hypertrichosis, and his name is Lionel Sweeney, and he's like a circus performer. And she, they fall in love, and then she like unlocks this creative thing in her body and starts taking pictures of him and blah, 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 blah.
1: Uh, of course. Because
0: Diane Arbus, as a person photographed a lot of interesting people would seek out a lot of people in New York. And that's
1: how, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't know. So that's, I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you're right. They like, whoever was making this movie is like, look, like, here's a little bit of it. And it's like, Oh, let's just do beauty and the beast.
0: Yeah. I mean, like she's, I saw bits and pieces of it and I'm like, it looks like beauty and the beast. Like her hair looks like it. She's wearing a blue dress. I'm like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. happening? This is like, they just really wanted
1: weird. to do beauty and the beast.
0: I know. like. Siskel and Ebert is like, this is a glorified Beauty and the Beast. Uh, This is dumb. Yeah. Anyways. But um. anyhow, if you really want to see some cool circus portraits, Bruce Davidson has like a badass book that has like actual cool circus portraits from circus performers. Because um, I don't think she ever photographed circus people. She photographed a lot of like New Yorkers um, and like underground shit in there.
1: Yeah. Just people who looked interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, her photography is amazing, but I don't think she ever... got got to the circus circuit. In 2012, Lionel, the Lion Man, was inducted into Coney Island Sideshow Hall of Fame. Nice. 80 years after his passing. Oh, wow. But still. He got there. That's the legacy left by both of those gentlemen. Um, And that's the story of both Fyodor, fucking, I can't say his last name, Jeff (laughs) DeTrue, and Stefan Bobrowski. So, Again I just wanted to tell both of their stories separately and discern that they are different
1: people mm-hmm. um, different people with different styles different I mean everything I don't know. <laughs> like just, yeah different
0: everything yeah different different countries of origin different
1: entire lives
0: yeah totally mm-hmm. and like but I think that one thing that is the same is that people that were going to see their show or performance or ex- exhibition or whatever ideally and and hopefully they would walk in curious and you know googly-eyed or whatever uh and then walk out like oh it's just like a dude you know
1: yeah well and especially with lionel because he it seems like strove so much to because he wasn't just doing acrobatics and stuff he was doing like storytelling and, and, and stuff yeah which really sells the idea like i'm not a like, I might look different, but I'm a man under here, mm-hmm. same as you. Exactly. Which is which is very cool because then that performance can actually do both. It can be entertaining, but also, like, maybe change their perception of it. Because if he just did physical acts, they could still keep their prejudice
0: right where are like he's like a trained monkey Ex-
1: exactly it's like i mean like we we've seen animals do impressive things but the fact that he is doing things that only a human could do that that's i think like it's it's pretty good and, and it's nice to hear that he like refused to growl he did his he did his thing and made it work like because not everyone gets that opportunity um, not everybody sticks to their guns in that way. And it's nice that it worked out for him as long as it did.
0: Totally. Totally. I'm going to send you a couple more pictures of hypertrichosis, you know, uh, people.
1: So I posted
0: one more picture of Lionel, you know, Stefan, and then mm. there's two images of women that have, um, forms of hypertrichosis.
1: Oh, hey, yeah. And it's all very bearded.
0: Yeah. Well, one woman, the, the young girl, I think, has hypertrichosis and then oh, I the Annie Jones mm-hmm. one is, uh, I think that's a hertruism her- form of hi- tr- hypertrichosis, but which is, you know, again, bearded lady. That's basically what that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's uh, that's our cool story on uh, hypertrichosis and what it actually is.
1: Now, you know.
0: Yeah. When-
1: it's just a hair thing.
0: It's just a hair thing. Um and it's, hair fine. Thing. it's all chill. So yeah. um thanks everybody for listening.
1: Thank you so much. Uh,
0: if you have any fun circus facts or fun circus stories or you want to recommend a book that I won't read, but I will think about it.
1: But we'll yeah. <laughs>
0: please email me. Please do
1: it. E <laughs>
0: send those to circus stories podcast at gmail.com.
1: K at with us.
0: Um and Remember to rate and subscribe and tell your friends. That's very, very helpful.
1: We love it. The algorithm loves it. It does. And
0: And, yeah. It helps. It It really does. It really does. does.
1: We live in an algorithm world right now.
0: (laughs) We do. Perception is reality.
1: Yes, exactly. But more importantly than that.
0: Most importantly.
1: More important than anything.
0: It's so important and you have to. You must.
1: We behoove you to.
0: If you do anything, you must.
1: Please.
0: (laughs) You got to check your boilers, baby.
1: Check them. Check them boilers. It's getting cold now. It's so fucking cold. And if you didn't check them before... Then now's the time where you need it. Because
0: you can't be uh, checking and dealing with an explosion in the rain. That's just too much trouble. It's too much happening. Mm -mm.
1: And you're going to turn the boiler on. So it better work.
0: (laughs) Better be checked and on and working.
1: It better be checked and on and going. So do if you haven't done it. Now's your last chance. Yeah. But we will remind you next time to be safe. Please. Because we love history, but also safety first. (laughs)
0: safety first always so be safe out there take care of each other and we'll see you down the road friends
1: see you next time
0: bye bye (laughs)